The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. And uh, Willie had actually left a note on my truck that said, Jep, I know what you've been up to. And I was like, oh boy. Coming up on Life Today, from Duck Dynasty, Jep and Jessica Robertson share the good, the bad, and the grace of God as they open up about their personal trials. I felt like I was never going to be loved. I wasn't worthy of love. And I got into a lot of drinking and um, kind of putting myself in situations I wasn't able to get myself out of. you wish you were here? You should. And if you've ever heard of or watched Duck Dynasty or heard some of these uh, wonderful things that they say and do as a family, uh, then you'll be happy to know we've got uh, family members here. And I think most of you really did love uh, Sadie and the family when she was dancing with the stars and just really having a, a wonderful time on uh, all that, that they've been able to do. Well, I'm James Robinson. And I welcome you to life today. Betty's not here at my side. She has just had not something, that, to me it's major. If it's on family members, major. If it's on me, it's serious major. But <laughs> she just had uh, cataract surgery and uh, put a lens in that they say will bring her back to 2020. And then she'll be doing the other eye. She's doing really well. And uh, just please understand that uh, she's out for a good reason. I'd like all of you here to uh, join me in welcoming Jessica and Jep Robertson to life today. The Robertsons. <laughs> I told you when we had a little time together how much we appreciate the family. And uh, we really do. We think that you're showing what it looks like to have a family that have some standards and really understand what it means to build a life and a future on a solid rock-solid foundation, which Jesus referred to, the one that stands the storms. In your book here, and this is a really, really a, an attractive book, and I, I told Jeff, Jessica, that you really make certain that it is, <laughs> and uh, you are, you are, you're radiant. And both of you really have, I mean, you've got a lot of your face hidden there, Jeff, but you know, but there, there is it's in your countenance, yeah, there, there's in your countenance, uh, I call it a glory, uh, a grace glory, and your title here in your book, The Good, The Bad, and the grace of God. And I, I want to hear your story, but I want to say to you that I can already see in just our interaction the grace of God. And you're basically saying that you needed that. Jessica, introduce us kind of to your journey a little bit and the two of you, and then let's, let's talk about some of the things that maybe both of you face, but he definitely has opened up about where there was some real hurt that could have destroyed him. Sure. Um, yeah, really, the book is about our struggles in life, but also how we overcame them. And of course, it's through God's grace. And um, we all need forgiveness. We all, you know, rely on our faith in God for that. And to know that, you know, we have a better hope and it's not here on earth. And so um, through our struggles, it's not like nobody else has struggled with the same things we have. But we wanted to lay it out there because it kind of looks like we're living a little bubble of happiness and there's a lot of laughter on ducks. But we're real people. We struggled with 
things just like everyone else does, you know, whether it's self-confidence and, you know, being young and eating disorder and putting my self-worth in my appearance, trying to get approval from other, other guys, other men, you know, and so that was definitely something I struggled with and I felt like I had to look a certain way because that's what TV said I had to look like or that's what the world thinks is beautiful and it's it's a lie and um, really the Jeff and I when we started um, seeing each other I was going through a divorce and I was 20 years old felt like a failure and um, I felt like I was never going to be loved I wasn't worthy of love and I got into a lot of drinking and um, kind of putting myself in situations I wasn't able to get myself out of. And um, kind of when I heard that gospel, I ran to the water and I mean, I ran to it. Mm. It was a must and I wanted that cleansing and I wanted to start my life over. And um, actually Jeff baptized me and um, this yeah. was when we were just friends. Mm. And so it, it's a beautiful story of, you know, finding that forgiveness from our father, but also um, knowing that it took many years after that to forgive myself and actually let it go. Because sometimes as Christians, we hold on to that guilt. We hold on to the pain we've, we've caused other people. And it took a long time for me to actually lay it down at his feet. And by the way, you all met, I think, when you were around 20 years old. Yes, sir. And, and you did marry shortly thereafter, right? Did you see her, Jeff, as a changed girl, even though she had had what she considered a past? Did you see God did something in her that attracted you to what to that change? Yeah, and, and I think, you know, kind of what she said is when we met, she was broken. And, um, and I think I had just gone through um, a lot of brokenness myself. And I think that's what kind of really drew us together. And, you know, kind of my story, um, you know, I have, as everybody knows, I have great parents and my brothers are awesome and I grew up in a great Christian home. And, um, you know, when I was a young kid, um, started, I was about five, um, I was sexually abused and um, I didn't tell anybody about it. And it went on for a couple of years and, um, and you were abused, actually, if I understand right, by a girl a little bit older than you. She's quite young herself. Right. It was she's, kind of an unusual situation, but nevertheless, it had an incredible impact. Right. She was in high school, and, um, you know, and, and it was one of those deals when you're a kid that young, um, you know, she said, I'll kill your family, you know, if you ever say anything. And I believed her, you know, I didn't, I didn't know any other way. And, uh, and I held that in for most all my life. And, uh, you know, as I got older, Got to be in high school, I kind of got in with some guys that I thought were super cool, and it was kind of my first time to try some drugs and, and, and alcohol, but really drugs. And, you know, I think that kind of got me in a place where I could kind of forget even more about what had happened to me and, um, and ended up in a very bad way. And, and what was awesome was, and, and goes to show you my family, just how great they are, um, just, just good Christian folks, uh, servants, um, is they had an intervention for me. And uh, Willie had actually left a note on my truck and it said, Jep, I know what you've been up to. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and uh, you know, cause I thought I, I was hiding this really well. And, and I thought I had everybody fooled and I show up at my parents' house and um, all my brothers are there and it's really early in the morning. I'm like, what are they all doing here? And you know, my dad just kind of laid it out. He said, Jeff, you can keep doing what you're doing. You'll probably end up dead or in jail. Uh, we're not gonna support you through it. Um, you know what's right. You can be on house arrest. Now he did say this, he said, you're gonna have to duck hunt every day. And I was like, I could do that. <laughs> um, 
but you know, we're going to get in this and we're going to study it and you need to have your own faith. And, and, and I said, Dad, I've been kind of living off your faith. And he said, I know it, son. He said, you need to have your own faith. And so we studied. It was the best few months of my life. And uh, that's when I came to know Christ. And, uh, and it was awesome. Now, this had taken place, evidently, this change, not too long before you all kind of connected, right? Right. Were you working like on church staff in some way or did you, how did you happen to baptize her? You think she's cute and she'd just be <laughs> cool to baptize her? Well, <laughs> we were, uh, yeah, we, yeah. Now we, uh, we were, I was in a, like a college age um, uh, ministry of sorts and, uh, and we would have a lot of college age people come over to our house and me and my buddy were living together going to college and we would just invite random people over just tell them our stories, tell them about Jesus, and just hang out and have fun and just, uh, you know, and just have a good time without, you know, anything, any bad influence. And, uh, and Jess just happened to be um, one of those girls that, that got invited over. And, uh, and yeah, we were totally friends at first, uh, but it didn't take me long to realize, like, this girl's got something special. <laughs> what would you say and what do you want people to take from the book, which it is in the bookstores? And you can get it online. And I think the journey that, uh, you know, that they have experienced where she, they talk together about what honesty and pain taught us about faith, family, and forgiveness. This, this is something we all need to learn about. And their story is real that many of you can identify with. And you've kind of seen this family, but you get a closer look at how the reality of the faith, not religion, but a real faith relationship with God, it's personal. And with Jesus as not just a historical figure, but a present reality, how it can affect. And it is for you. I, I really feel like a lot of times religion and, and religionists and religious representatives failure keep you from the relationship that Christ came to make possible. And this talks about that. What do you want? If you, you, you see people that you're trying to communicate with, and you want them to read the book, what do you want them to take away? What's the thing that you pray happens when they read your story or hear it? Well, a lot of the book is when after we got married and a lot of the struggles that we had afterwards. And there is a moment in our, in our relationship seven years into the marriage where there was a make it or break it moment where I was like, I'm done. I can't take this anymore. I was hurt. Um, and... And I had a great support system because everybody that God put around me, they just embraced me with love. And it wasn't this, you know, somebody, they weren't tearing him down. They weren't saying, you don't deserve this. Uh, I really had, was really blessed with that, with having Kay and Lisa in my life. And, and I just really began to look at him as a soul versus Jet, like versus my husband. He's not just my husband, like he's a soul for Christ. And if we can fight for our marriages to stay together, if we can love Christ more than we love each other, which is what we need to do. He needs to be the center of our marriage. And it really wasn't until that, that we, we learn to let things go. We learn to let the little things go. And we know we can get irritated at each other, and, but we're not walking out. And eventually we just start laughing about it. Like, I'm like, are you gonna be all huffy and puffy for a while? And, and then we just start laughing. So it makes it so, the big picture is heaven bound. And what can we do to help each other get to heaven and to get our kids to heaven and raise them in the word and, and the love of Christ. And that's really what we want people to take away from is there's always hope, never give up, seek out help when you need it. And, um, you know, just love and forgive. And it's basically faith, family, and 
we live our lives like that. You have four children, ages? It is six, nine, 11, and 12. Oh. Sorry, it's usually okay. every two years, but yeah. now we're at an awkward stage. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> now, she indicated something happened and put a stress on it. Did you miss the mark some way? Did you, you did you contribute to this tension? I did, um, you know, and I think a lot of guys have gone through this, and uh, you know, I, I looked at pornography, and and it wasn't something that was, I guess, predominant that I was doing, um, but every now and again, you know, it was just so easy to look up, and you know, it's just boredom more than anything else, idle hands, you know, and. Um, that's really, you know, hurt Jessica um, so bad, and it, it, you know, took a lot of, you know, just praying and 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 me and me just telling her like, baby, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, just being honest about. Well, I don't think my men under, men look at it like how the woman feels, and the woman feels inadequate, and I mean, it sets up this huge like failure in intimacy. Like that's not what intimacy is, and so. It's unmet expectations, and it gets worse and worse and worse. And um, I don't think, like you said, he may have not done it often, but it hurt deeply, no matter how much it was. And um, probably and we, it was hurting him too. Yeah, big anxiety. Probably was regretting. Here, here, let me ask you this question: When, when you did you feel like a failure when you missed the mark in this area? Big time. All right. It, had she come down on you, you know, with heavy condemnation and making you probably feel worse about yourself when you didn't really need any help feeling like you'd missed the mark. Had the family not loved you, and by the way, did they reach out to try to help you out of this or did they just slam you down? What? Oh no, they reached out and, and my oldest brother, Alan, which has been here before, he is kind of my go-to, if, if anything's going on, I go to Al and I'm like, Al, I'm great. struggling with this, this is happening. Um, he's just such a wise man and uh, and he totally just talked me through it and was like, mm -hmm. it's gonna be okay. Cause I was, I was very depressed and I thought, man, what if I lose my family? And mm -hmm. um, it was super tough and just, and it was tough. I mean, she was, was hard on me at first. I, I was uh, hard the first yeah. several days. I mean, it took a while for me to, sure. cause I was looking at me. It's all about me and my heart. And when, it, when I stopped looking at you're me. You're a shortcoming, you're not sure. enough. You can't satisfy sure. all this feeling of inadequacy. And when I actually gave it to God and actually looked at him in a different light as not just him, as my husband, that's really what changed. And from then on out, I've been able to do that. I've been able to look to Christ to fulfill those needs of you know, acceptance and love and forgiveness because ultimately I needed that forgiveness at one time and I was like, who am I to not show forgiveness mm -hmm. to my own husband who I want to go to heaven? I want him to, you know, feel for that forgiveness and that mercy. You weren't for a moment approving the failure. You weren't even approving it. But how do we get out from under the load and how do we get free? I, I think, listen to me very closely. In, in the book, by the way, do you deal, you've kind of fleshed this out in a way to try to help people walk through it right. to show a couple of things. How you might feel on both sides mm -hmm. and, and what is needed and what is not needed to help and then showing how the family stepping up like a real family with that father, not just the father you had, but that father, God, that they were able to walk you through it. You're trying to show people that no matter where they are, there is a father and there is a family of faith and love that can help you walk through it. Exactly. Yes. And exactly. this, this is what you reveal. It does. Yes, sir. It's, it's critically important. Let me, let me just say this. Right now, we've got a nation that is, that is really trapped, it seems like, by, by unhealthy attractions. 
whether it's compulsive behavior or addiction to substances or to food or to those things that are not good for the temple of God and for our health. And we've got people who are living together, unmarried, going to church every Sunday, or who are defeated and trapped by some addiction or by porn. And we've got the same sex attraction. Now, here's the thing we've got to understand. Every person that is trapped by something that causes them to live outside God's will and the standard of measure, the Word of God, that He's given us to show us what the solid foundation looks like and what a principal structure looks like so that we can live a healthy, meaningful life. When you miss the standard, which you did, had you moved the standard to find approval of your behavior, your marriage would not have been spared, would it? Mm-hmm. You would, had you not moved over back to the standard, moved to be corrected by the standard, and the people who loved you holding the standard high, not beating you up with it, but showing you this is the foundation. Do not move the standard. The standard is reliable. Move back to the standard. Do you all understand what I just said here in the studio? Do you understand? That in order to know how to build your life, your relationships, your future, and to preserve and protect your freedom, you have to build a house on a solid foundation, not sand, not shifting standards. Please hear this. Father in heaven, help the church to see this. Help the nation to see this. Help every person that is defeated as we all fight these battles and too often lose. Help us to move back to the standard not to be given over to depraved thinking because we have changed your truth into a lie. God, every person today that's in a battle, let them see that there is victory and peace to be found only in your truth and the freedom you offer, Father. In Jesus' name, you need someone to pray with you. You see that phone number there? It's always there as a prayer line paid for by love. And you will find many times when you call us for prayer, you're going to be talking to someone that's been perhaps through some of the same things you've been through, and you're going to be loved. Nobody's wanting to beat you up. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are receiving the grace of God through Christ. So please know that. Would you say thanks to, I think, a very courageous and beautiful couple to tell their story? Would you say thanks to Jeff and to Jessica for the book, for your story, for your family? You give our love. To all that Duck Dynasty family, okay? We, we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, the book is in the bookstores. Online, you can get it. And I will tell you this. If you will simply look at what God has put before us right now and the incredible blessing and opportunity God's given us, and you say, you know what? I'm going to help you do that. We will be glad to send you the book. We are also sending, and I'm telling you, you talk about millions sold, Sarah Young's incredible devotions Here is one of the most beautiful books I have ever seen in my life, taking the best of Sarah Young and giving you something that is so beautiful, peace in his presence. That's where we find it. Now, let me tell you what we want to do. We want to give some people peace in the presence of God that only love expressed through you can make possible. I want you to watch closely and see if you want to be a part sharing God's heart as it relates to this opportunity. Watch closely. This girl's name is Pinky. As a teenager, she was looking for work, but she was deceived and sold to a brothel. 
In Nepal, Kutu was kidnapped and assaulted by a human trafficker and was driven towards the Indian border. Lena was sold to a brothel by her own mother and was beaten when she refused to service several men. Shraini was orphaned at eight years old and was living on the streets. She was trafficked into a brothel soon after. When I hear stories like these, it fundamentally breaks my heart. That's why we have missionary partners working all around the world, reaching out and rescuing and restoring young children targeted by the human traffickers. In fact, some of these children can be as young as four, five, six years old. Now, the problem of human trafficking is not getting smaller. It's actually growing. So we need to step up our efforts and reach out to not only children who are at risk, but those who are still in the clutches of the traffickers. We are fighting the powers of darkness. So we need to provide a center of light and safety for all young victims. Oh, I thank God for all of our mission workers who put their lives in the midst of that pain, suffering and tremendous need. The hidden cameras that take many of those shots, our, our, our team oftentimes is in, in danger. Betty and I, years ago, we, we were held captive. Uh, I was like held a hostage. And uh, those things, we never even let those things go out for concern that if they found out they could do it and frighten anybody, they'd multiply it and do it more. So we didn't talk about it. But I'm just telling you that these missionaries, full of the love of God, put their life in the midst of such immense suffering that can only be effectively addressed by that love and real compassion. But those who have that love have to have the undergirding and the support. And you, our viewers, above all people, the missionaries say, you all have to be the most wonderful people on the planet, they think, because you help them do what God called them to do. You enable them to do it. And, and we really do want to rescue those precious children. And now we've got a place to establish a safe house, literally. You talk about a real house of help and hope. And we can get the children. And the miracle is that when we find out we could build it so much less expensively, and it would be such a fabulous facility, and they would be safe and secure, a family stepped up and said, we'll, we'll make an $820,000 gift toward that which means we need 410,000 now to finish the facility. Of course, we need $128 per child or per woman or person that we help through the year. And that's a modest amount, but that's what it takes. So you could help us. You say, I'll rescue someone. I'll give $128. But how about helping us also build that safe center, that haven of security and hope? Would you give a gift? Let's just take an example of $40 and it's multiplied to 120. It has three times the impact. $80 goes to 240. It's tripled. And many people said, I wish I could give a real large gift. Well, $1,200 given right now is multiplied to 3,600 in its effect. Would you go online right now in love and in prayer and make the gift God puts on your heart to help save those precious children and establish this safe haven for them? A future and a hope. Would you offer them that help? Take your bank card, use your bank card like a check. That's the way we should always use them, like a check. And go online and make the gift God put on your heart. Or you can dial the phone number 
and use that bank card like a check. If you want to write a check, make it to life. But call us and tell us what you're mailing. We need to know so we can let the builders, the contractors, the mission workers, all of them know we got it. Let this family know we got it. Your love's been multiplied. Your love will be multiplied. We want to send you some beautiful gifts. We'll send you Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. This is a fantastic. You could actually look through it just for the beauty. It is so wonderfully, look at that, positioned. You know, I, I, one of my hobbies is photography. I wish I could just do something like I see. But the message, the devotional thoughts, it's just fabulous. We want to say thank you because we love you. The Thomas Kincaid Forest Chapel is a beautiful canvas framed beautifully for you, your home, or wherever you want to use it. It'll be a testimony of the love of God. Please go online right now or call that number. It's always there if you need prayer, but today it's there so it can be an answer to someone's prayer. Give them hope. Please make the call, and thank you for doing it. Innocent children created to be happy, loved, and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators, their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Our dream is to build a unique child rescue center in Southeast Asia, a safe haven 100% dedicated to rescuing young victims from the sex traders and helping them begin the recovery from the abuse they have suffered. This dream of a new rescue center can soon become a reality with your support, combined with a promised $820,000 matching gift. All we have to do is raise an additional $410,000 to begin construction. That means your gift today will be matched two to one, having a triple impact. Gifts of $20 will be tripled to $60, $40 will be tripled to $120, $80 will be tripled to $240, and generous gifts of $1,200 will be tripled to $3,600 to help us rescue children from sexual slavery. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Sarah Young's newest book, Peace in His Presence, favorite quotations from Jesus Calling. Also, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help us build the Child Rescue Center, and you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of the Forest Chapel. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I want to say thank you for the love you express. I believe you're part of a miracle. We'll send you for any gift Sarah Young's book, Peace in His Presence. The Thomas Kincaid Forest Chapel painting canvas, already framed, it's beautiful. If you'd like to have the Robertson book, Jeff and Jessica, we'll send it to you. If you just reach out and say, I want to help those children, I want to finish that center. Will you do that? Would you join me in saying thanks to Jessica and to Jeff for coming this Thank you for coming over here. Thank you so much. And bless you. Thank all of you for watching. Please encourage your friends to watch Life Today.
to see evil and not call it evil is evil. Next week, Pastor John Hagee shares his shocking introduction into demonology. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.